Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Fahey. Joining me as ever, the pinnacle of perversion, a man I'll love to the day I die, an absolutely gorgeous, young, human, man. Man? Ma'am? Young? Man? Hmm? Uh, Aaron Joseph Pita, everybody. Hey, that's me. Hugh, ma'am. I could do this all day. Yes, you could. You could do this all day. Are you for real with that body? I am for real wow. with that body. This is... Is this too spoilery? Uh... What, that you're... This is oh, don't, You're just throwing out spoilers <laughs> to Endgame? Spoiler, oh, spoilers yeah, about your right body? Yeah. Uh, uh, to, to your right, my left, another gorgeous young man. Hey, Hi. look at that. Hi. Mm. The fellow we saw Endgame with, uh, yes. Mr. Matt Brousseau. That's right. Boy, was that a uh, time. Uh, that was a time. He was quite a time. It uh, was. I mean, we saw Lord of the Rings. We saw... Um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Which yeah. has most Lord, of the cast of Lord of the Rings yeah, in it. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Game we, of Rings. That same day, then we saw. It was a lot. It was ended. a lot for one day. Yeah, it was a- too much. After a Greekster yeah. at uh, Dino's. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And down at Dino's. Uh, it was a community big, big old day. Co- connection big day. there. Mm-hmm. The Russos started on Community. That's oh. right. Well, I think they did some other things first, but they, yeah, that's like uh, Arrested Development. And that's right. Community. Exactly right. That's very good. That's very that's good. Very, very good. Yeah, we really uh, tied it all up, just like the movie. And um, we did. We could uh-huh. probably just do it. Didn't we? Could do the next one. Spoiler now, alert: We had a great time. We had a we great had... time all, all the live long day. Uh-huh. And uh, I just want to tell. I don't think we said anything about the Patreon last episode. We did not. Uh, I want to say you was. can get the show. This show you're listening to now, the regular show, the free, uh, uh, the free show for a dollar a month without adver- advertisements. Uh-huh. Sounds advertisement. If you're uh, if you're not into hearing, you know, FedEx and everybody. Everybody else try to yeah, fool diaper you. commercials. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, for five dollars a month, you get all of our extra content. Right. You get the chopped up jukeboxes. Mm-hmm. You get the comic book talk. You now get Aaron explains it all. Aaron explains it all. The the hottest thing. On the Profiles Patreon right it's now. It's very, very, very exciting, Aaron. Incredible response yes. from the gang. Yes. Really, really warm. They were uh, super into it. Yeah, I really just loved uh, the response and makes me want to do another one. Yeah. And the next one you're going to do is... Uh, I Maybe Edward Scissorhands, but maybe not. Maybe Edward Scissorhands, maybe Weird Science. Right. Uh, perhaps a Beetlejuice. The a thing Beetlejuice. about that is, too, is that I'm not really even a big Edward Scissorhands person, and I've never even seen Weird Science. But you will but be after I'm When you it. explain it, it always makes me give a shit. Exactly. And that's why the show is so good. Mm, that's right. Um... So that is, yeah, one of the new shows we're branching out with on the Patreon. We're trying, like, new types of shows. We're also doing regular old profiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to our new friend Tammy in Portland that got into us by searching for the IRA. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Tammy, we are we do have the unreleased first episode, which was about Oh, yes. Calabrua. That's right. uh-huh. Oh, that's a Probably great the that most is... baller IRA guy that uh, ever lived. Oh, just episode. taking bullets to the dome. Yeah, grenade shrapnel, yeah. singing songs, mm-hmm. still killing people. Mm-hmm. That was the first episode. So I recorded that episode, and I was like, this is it. This show, I... I like the show. I yeah. want to be a part of the show. But uh, so please get involved with the Patreon. Uh, it does really help us out, and uh, the new shit we're doing is very, 
very exciting. Yes, it's straight fire. Yes. Um, Matt, you have a little something you want to kick I it do. off with. I do. I do. Hey, Matt, one. that's a really great shirt you're oh, wearing. Oh, thank you, Aaron. It says piss. I totally it's forgot. number one. We got the piss. It's number one shirts. They are $25 domestic, 35 international to the profiles in Eccentricity Podcast at Gmail, PayPal, uh, or it'll be at the web store. But uh, Joe Latchett made them. Mm. Thank you, Joe. He really stepped up the screen printing game to mix the colors on it. Yep. It's uh, it's really incredible. Mm-hmm. And they look fantastic. They look very retro. Mm-hmm. They're extremely comfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this is so And it's a piss t-shirt. That's right. The only you don't pl- like profiles and eccentricity, you love piss. Yep. You love t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the so, only way that that shirt could look any better is in a crumpled pile on my bedroom floor. Wow. That's right. Make it happen, folks. Covered in pee. Covered in pee. Covered in pee. That's how you're going to clean it. Whatever. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever you need to do. Whatever it takes. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) That's very good. You like that? Yeah, they're very good. Endgame in theaters now. See you in IMAX. (laughs) So I'm going to do a little quick profile here. Oh, yeah. If I may. Uh, This one's about uh, Jackie Shane, a transformative R&B singer. Jackie Shane. It's from the 60s. Trans? No. Yep. Formative. 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 Now, I don't know what that <laughs> is. I don't know what bathroom is. But I'm assuming I'm going to find out. So. Sure. <laughs> Born in Nashville, May 15th, 1940. Black girl growing up in Jim Crow South. As a kid, she sang in the church choir. She's also a fighter in elementary school. A bully threw a rock at her. And she said uh, he wanted to torment me, and I would never allow that. So she picked up a jump, jump, uh, jump rope, and she beat the kid with a jump rope. When a teacher tried to stop her, she beat the teacher, too. Double Dutch. Oh. Double Dutch, that's right. At 13, she started singing secular music because she, uh, she didn't like the church. Uh, the, the, they would sing in the choir. The preacher would get up, and she'd like, say, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Listen, uh, I got to go. <laughs> no, I don't know Ooh. about this. Uh, she heard a neighborhood boy playing uh, blues piano, and she's like, this is pretty great. So she hung around with him. She started playing drums on a chair. He was like, that's pretty good. They found a guitarist. They became a trio. They started getting jobs around town. Hmm. At 20, uh, in, in 1960 in Nashville, she was uh, standing at a bus stop, and she heard a shout, and three men of, well, as she said, European ancestry, uh-huh. uh, were chasing a black man. They beat him up, and they threw him in a dumpster. And she's like, I got to get the fuck out of Nashville. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, she would say, yeah, one cannot choose where one is born, but you can choose your home. And so her home then became Montreal. Montreal? And while she was in Montreal, she joined an R&B band uh, with a man named Frank Motley and his Motley crew. Huh. Hey, shout mm-hmm. at the devil. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they uh, they moved to Toronto, because that was the happening place at the time. They moved to this place called Young Street, Y-O-N-G-E. And around that time, he became uh, Levon Helm and Robbie Robertson showed up. And basically, every band that was something in music in the 60s played through there at some point. Huh. Uh, Young Street was just infamous. Young Street is one of these streets that connects uh, Lake Ontario to uh, this lake in northern uh, Toronto. It's, it's quote unquote the longest road in the world, but that's just because it becomes a highway at one point. But take what you can. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, there in, uh, in Young Street, she became a regular, and uh, there she she recorded. She started recording songs for the first time. Uh, here's one of those songs. It's called Coming Down. I'm 
coming down, 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 coming down with a hearty. What year is this? This is 1961, I think. Huh. It's about drugs. It's six, you got feet. Yeah, coming down. Coming down? Yeah. God, I'm sick. So, she starts becoming a regular in the scene. She starts opening for Eddie James and Marvin Gaye and The Temptations and uh, Jackie Wilson, a.k.a. Mr. Entertainment. Oh. Yeah. A.k.a. Ghostbusters 2. Mm-hmm. Pioneer. Right. Your love is lifting me higher. Mm hmm. Coming down. Interesting. Synchronicity. Wow. <laughs> Synchronicity. Very good, Aaron. And so then, in 62, she makes her way to Boston. She records a cover of the song Any Other Way. It's a song written by this guy named William Bell. He wrote You Don't Miss the Water or Born Under a Bad Sign. Uh huh. I know that song. Albert King and uh, um, uh, what's that, Eric Clapton band? The uh, cream, cream. I think cream covered. Yeah, cream covered. Yikes! Ooh, cream right. covered. <laughs> we should make an album just called Cream Covered, <laughs> and it's all the songs cream covered. So this uh, this song, any other way, becomes uh, number two uh, hit in Canadian singles chart. It was her big hit. Canadian singles. Canadian, Canadian singles in your area. And you say that you're my friend But I don't know why you're here She wants to know how I feel Sounds great mm-hmm. Bass is so good Love a good horn. Mm-hmm. So that became her big hit, and uh, from that, Motown tried to sign her. She turned them down. Atlantic tried to sign her. She turned them down. Ed Sullivan wanted her on, and then he told her that she couldn't wear makeup, so she, uh, in her words, she said, please stuff it. Ah. Ed, Ed Sullivan looks like something Dr. Frankenstein had a hand in. He's going to tell me what to do? Wow. <laughs> and then during all of the time, she'd, be, she'd wear pants on stage. Everybody thought she was a lesbian. Tell her I'm gay. Tell him I'm gay, yeah. yeah. Every band she was in had a guy who wanted to fuck her. One guy threatened to cut her face with a knife, and she replied, just make it smooth. Hmm. Oh. Wow. And uh, George Clinton asked her to join Parliament Funkadelic. And she turned him down, and her reasoning was, uh, they had a guy with a diaper on. (laughs) (laughs) That's not my thing. (laughs) (laughs) But it is ours. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Funkadelic. (laughs) 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 They had a guy with a diaper on. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Count me out. Yeah. I think I would like it. Yeah. I said no to Motown. And you have a diaper on? That's uh, so dumb. And then uh, <laughs> I love it. In the late nineties, her uh, her stepfather died, and her mother was alone, so she just left Canada. She stopped recording, and that was it. And one of the things oh, about yeah. Jackie Shane, though, is that at thirteen is when she officially started identifying as a girl. She was born a boy, and she's one of the first transformative. Transformative. Dude, I got a sixth sense for this shit. Right. I can sniff it. I can smell it. She was a formative trans, trans performer. performer. 
transformative. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right, John. That's exactly right. Very good. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. It was. It wasn't until thirteen. Right, but she she says at five I would dress in a dress, hat, purse, and high heels, and go up and down the block and enjoy it. So do you think that she just didn't want Ed Sullivan knowing about her? No, she always performed just you know as she was. And uh, she she wore pants. Um, she was on this. Uh, but she just really didn't want to do any of that shit. She just didn't want to be on Motown. No, when she, Motown she, was like she Motown. Said, she said she didn't want to make records. She loved performing live. Huh? All no right. shit. And uh, it's not. She was on this late night show called Night Train, mm-hmm. where they played a song called "This Is a Walk in the Dog." Um, this was 1965. What an interesting voice. Now that like you framed it that way, mm-hmm. it's still very feminine, but there's a little uh, to it. There's a little vibrato. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is probably. Well, it sounds like old, older lady, doesn't it? It yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. B. Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I think here this is a song that kind of gives you a little bit more example of her voice. Especially been jamming so much fucking Sam Cooke and shit. Yeah. Like... That's Jackie Shane. She died uh, this year, February 21st. Wow. No shit. Really? Never recorded another thing. When did it come out that she was a uh, transformative trans performer? You know, I didn't find anything that said uh, explicitly. I think it was just kind of like... Politely Canadianly done. Mm. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if it came out when she was performing. Right. Because she probably wouldn't have been allowed to play. Uh, she said she didn't play uh, any uh, specifically gay clubs because, she, uh, quote unquote, she wasn't a mimic. I'm not a mimic. I'm an R and B singer. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So. So I don't know. I don't think it was ever uh, established while she was actually performing. That is very interesting. Everybody thought she was a lesbian, right. and even that was. Right, taboo. <laughs> yeah, at the time. Was she into guys? Uh, she not or... getting cut by them, Aaron. I th- I think so. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it, John. <laughs> Just make it smooth, okay? <laughs> I, I I believe I saw something where that she was she was gay, but tra- but trans gay i guess i don't know what the correct phrasing that oh is. no i don't i don't care what you call it i just know how it tastes you know what i'm saying it's like and yeah good yeah <laughs> <laughs> all i know is the taste of all of it is good yes mm. <laughs> really like that like that a lot i like that a lot too really, that was really she nice. didn't record anything yeah other, other, other than you know there's a they released a re-released or released an anthology mm-hmm. I think it was like 10 15 songs so everything's live uh, not everything. She did some studio recordings. Yes, the, her big hit was a studio recording. Uh, the the right. couple of those songs okay. were, but she never. Rec- um, no albums. No albums. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, I believe there's no albums. But Motown was a bit more of a singles culture anyway, wasn't it? Like it wasn't a like a like a singles mixer. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? It wasn't big time album time yet. It was like post. You know what I mean? Uh, post fifties. Yeah, it was and, a lot of radio. Just like get yeah, radio get a hit singles, on the radio. Yeah, yeah. payola shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I was. Uh, they they used to um, 
touring was was how like we were talking about the zombies and yeah and uh, ACDC played like 250 shows before their first album because they toured everywhere mm. just so people would know who they were yeah and a lot of times your your label would make you just uh, do a residency yeah mm. or a long ass tour so you became a band right uh, they would be like you're not a band yet ah <laughs> uh, yeah. you haven't gone through the ringer. Well, you just you're gonna get tighter just playing together, and so fucking here you go. Here's a residency at this club. That's what they did with the Birds, mm-hmm. and in L.A. and um, then other bands like you know the Beatles and stuff like that. They've just been like, you guys really should tour more and do more. Yeah, yeah. Her, her and the Motley Crue had a residency at the Sapphire Club in Toronto, uh-huh. but I guess uh, it was apparently the y- Young Street or Young Street is now it's a uh, it's just all strip clubs. Oh, really? Yeah. Is this this is Toronto? Yeah. They're, they're called peelers. Peelers? Peelers. Oh, all right. What we, are we, don't, we don't call them strippers here. Oh, that's right. They're Friend? just peeling it off. Because they're peeling it off. They're called peelers, yeah. Interesting. They're not stripping. They're not stripping. But a peeler is a cop in the UK. Oh, because is of that, John John Peel. Is that the, right? The guy that founded the... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And some cops you never heard that before? are strippers. Either of you? <laughs> some cops are strippers. Some cops are strippers. And some strippers are cops. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Wow. We're really getting down to it. But not all singers are transformative. That's no. true. That's certainly true. Um, I want to tell you couple, what? couple guys. Oh, couple right. fellas. Hey. A couple hey. guys. Uh, about, right. like, um... You know, the Victorian England uh, thing where, you know, it's it's like this celebrated time period. But it's really because it's kind of like now where there's like, you could be mega rich. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. A lot of time, you but know, more likely. A, a lot of... A lot of like the, the, the period pieces and film and stuff like that, they're always like... They're not on the riffraff, really. No. You right. know, it's really about who's living in the abbeys and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, you know, one of the first, you know, eccentric, wealthy times uh, that right. you could have you could have a really crazy person that is totally protected by, you know, this is this person is supposed to be here. Yeah, they they're insulated part, by. They're a part of the family yeah. and they're class. They're yeah, they're just totally supposed to be here. So I got a couple of these people that I just want to tell mm. you about these two of these guys that are just kind of British brats. Um, Very good. Uh, that were just born with tons of tons of money and uh, titles and you know responsibility and they were just absolute madmen. Uh, the first one I want to say about is a gentleman named William John Cavendish Scott Bentinck. Jesus Christ. Yes, uh, born 1800 in London. Would he be Lord Cavendish? He was not. He was uh, he was the fifth Duke of Portland. Duke, and um, he uh, he, had, he was he was born to his father was William as well, mm. and you know he was in the military at eighteen, and he he was considered not fit for service because he would uh, be lethargic due to delicate health. Ah, you know? mm. oh. could use some super soldier serum. Now, in 1829, his brother, also named William. What? Oh, so weird. he's named William, his dad's named William, and his brother's named William. Like George like Foreman. Here. Yeah. His brother William died, and he, he 
his his father is the fourth Duke of Portland, so he's the fifth Duke of Portland. But his brother is the Marquess of Titchfield. So now that role also passes to R. William with his delicate health. Oh, now how's he going to do all of well, this? Good thing they don't have to change the paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> and there was William. also kind of a, you know a family seat in Parliament because you're one of these noble houses, as is it were. That's right. Mm. And so he becomes the Tory MP. Uh, in in the the local seat, and he does that for like two years, and then he gives it to his uncle again due to his delicate health. Delicate. Yes. Um, but he wasn't always like a sickly kid. He would uh, he would he was like a, a talented hunter, right? You know, uh, the 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 Brits are really into their fox hunting and all that shit. Sure. And um, he was considered an excellent judge of horses. Um, he would, he'd be able to like, kind of like see who was a good racehorse and you know, everything else. And he was really into the opera, big opera fan. And he proposed to a famous opera singer named Adelaide Campbell. Hmm. And she refused. <gasps> uh, on the count of his delicacy? Well, I don't know. Did he take it poorly because his delicacy? He took it extremely poorly. <laughs> oh, okay. You don't say. And Did he build a castle out of limestone, uh, oolite? Well, no, because he, he lived in the family's abbey. He's too delicate for that. Ah, yes. And uh, he became even more sensitive and even more introverted to the point that he j- just shuts himself off to five rooms in the abbey that are like his quarters. Oh, that's tough. Five rooms? Yes. Oh, how did, how did he do it? Um, and it's, it's a massive estate. <laughs> yeah. It is a massive estate. My apartment feels big. It has three rooms. Right. Um, but he is, is he's in his home at the Wellback Abbey, it's called. Five rooms that are in his quarter. And outside the door, two boxes. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. Incoming mail, outgoing mail. And was feces one of those? I was going to say piss and shit. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, I don't know how he got around that. Um, I would assume... One of the, the rooms. Outgoing <laughs> mail. <laughs> or <laughs> out the window. If he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you got to uh, save that stuff. <laughs> should be incoming. <laughs> um... <laughs> incoming! That would be a good butler now, trick. Any, just take if, a dump in the incoming. The, uh, the, the great unwashed, the workers at the abbey, Ugh. the many servants Ugh. abounding throughout Ugh. the grounds would see him, they were instructed not to acknowledge him at all. He became a ghost. And um, his personal servant <laughs> is the only person that was allowed to see him in person at all. At all, right? Um, you're his doctor? No, male. We do male. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Are you his family member? Male. I'll get you through the mail. You live in the same house? I'll get you through the mail. Close friend? I'll get you through the mail. Leave it in the box. And I'll write you back. Oh, Only okay. my servant can see me. Oh, my God. And uh, tell us about the servant. Do you have any information? <laughs> well, he was handsome. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. He just he was the poor bastard that had to deal with this psycho. Yeah. Um... So, he only left the rooms to walk, like, in the darkest of night. It was a ghost. Uh, on, on the grounds. And there was a female servant that was instructed to walk 40 yards ahead of him with a lantern. All right? And so it was like, you just can be... Uh, only so I can see where I'm going. Man, don't you turn around. Don't turn around. Don't you fucking look at me. Um, you bitch. <laughs> you bitch. Uh, and, uh... <laughs> 
So if he has to go out in daylight, right? Because he's still like, you know, he still has a lot of, you know, shit going on. He's got another home in London. He's got, you know, all these responsibilities because of the aristocracy at the time, whatever. And he's still trying to fulfill those as much as he can being a shut off societal freak, <laughs> you know? So if he Double has to go shot. out in daylight, he would wear like two huge overcoats and a massive top hat. <laughs> Dude, so, fucking Dracula? Yeah, to disguise himself. And then his like secret weapon is if anybody talked to him, he had like a huge umbrella. So he would just like open that really fast. If like you talked to him, he would just like like the penguin yeah, style, top like hat in, with your, an in your face, right? So if he has to go to his London home, he has the carriage take him all the way up to the train car, right in the local, you know. Rail yard. Take, he gets right into the train car, and then when he gets to the house in London, he would get in and just like start basically like sprinting for his office while the other servants were like hiding or like diving out of the way to not make contact with him. Pure madness, <laughs> right? He's here. I tell you Lord William's home. Duck. I tell you the thing I heard about the Stallone thing. Stallone's yes, Stallone uh, yes, doesn't yes, want yes. you to make the eye contact. The servants were yeah. told to 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 fade into the walls and not make mm. eye contact. It's like that during sex with him too. Yeah, dude, what a nightmare. Um, He's an old man. Mm. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm not fine. justifying uh, it. So maybe but, I'm justifying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah I'm well, justifying. Well, it. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Copland was good. <laughs> um... Guess so that. he would stay really busy, though. He he started pouring tons and tons and tons of money into just uh, renovating Welbeck Abbey, right? Which is, you know, his, his family's uh, place. And, I mean, he pours so much money into it that he becomes known as, like, a friend of the laborer. Because he hires thousands ah. of them to work on this place. Through and the mail. <laughs> yes. Through the mail, he's, he's, he's hiring them, yes. Dear gutter trash. <laughs> yes. Yes, this is Lord yeah. William. I would like for you... I'm sure you're wondering what I'm doing. <laughs> never find out. <laughs> Don't you dare ask my valet. <laughs> he's sworn to secrecy. Um, he, he makes the <laughs> most... The most insane plans for this place. He's got a sprawling 22-acre kitchen planned. Wait. 22-acre kitchen hmm. planned. The food's I've cold, never heard but... the word sprawling, <laughs> acre, and, and kitchen, kitchen yes. in the same... That's right. That's but exactly subject. right. That, that very the good. food is cold by the time they bring it to you. I don't know. It's well, what, what part of the kitchen are you in? You I know guess, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... It's a it's a huge fucking thing, right? And then there's gonna be a massive riding house because don't forget he was a horse guy, and um, stables to accommodate a hundred horses, hundred horses. What the a hundred? Are, are, are the horses allowed? One hundred horses. This is an army barracks. Yeah, a twenty-two acre kitchen. Like, what's going on? And keep in mind, who, who the fuck is there? It's 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 the workers, right? Yeah. So what do you have for the workers but a roller skating rink? What? Huh? He builds them a roller skating <laughs> rink. Roller skating for the what year was for the staff? <laughs> when did roller skating? What get year invented? was this? Dude, I, dude, I don't fucking. Dude, I mean, there's, there's nothing. Apparently, there's nothing. ice skating and roller skating were around like 200 fucking years ago. Yeah, there's nothing preventing that. Right. Right. I mean, no, it's just once they had the wheels. wheel and the shoe. Yeah. yeah. No, but can you imagine? And that even ice skating. There's like ice skating there's, is, there's, is, there's is, a shoe yeah. and a knife. There is yeah. to the modern equivalent of thousands of dollars coming through a hole in the wall. 
wall <laughs> for you to build a 22-acre kitchen. Maybe he invented and also, it. Yeah. And also, here, build a roller skating rink. For who? For yourselves. Yeah. If you're building, it might as well. If you build it, I will you come. Will come. Yeah. You guys are going to want to blow off some steam after you finish that kitchen. <laughs> and that rink. And, yeah. And, you know. So he's, did he build the? Because who used the kitchen? Did the workers use the kitchen? And he just this kitchen that? for you. I, I yeah. think it was just like one of those things where you know you're you're building for the future, but the future is so uncertain because you right. you're the future of the place. You're the mm. you're the chief, right? Right. It's a great. It's like um um an economy boosting uh, public works. Yes. Well, it's another yes, one yes. of those Edward Scissorhands. Ed Leeds Gallon kind of things where it's like I'm building all this shit for somebody that's not me. Yeah. Right? Um so very nice. He's uh you know, he then he what are you gonna do? You've done all that, right? So then you remove all the furniture in the existing rooms and paint every room pink. Every single room gets painted pink. Well, and, it is and, calming. And he just takes out the furniture. Like, what? It's very calming to him, you know? No one can hide behind the furniture and the herd of sensibilities. Yeah. And, yeah. So, you know, it's a, you know, fast, Abbey, England, you to get the deal, right? His parents are still alive and they're okay with this. Uh, I believe he is, he's, he's kind of now the chief uh, okay. that's, that's the living heir. And, uh, after that he starts his biggest renovation project. What's that, John? He starts creating 15 miles of underground tunnels <laughs> under the Abbey <laughs> that connect every building and the local train station. Oh, man. Oh, good. And they're only really for use by him. Yeah. They just fit one fop. <sighs> so, he's, he is rather foppy shit. It's, it's, it's a secret network of tunnels that are beneath the entire Abbey system and outdoor. He even tries building tunnels under the lake. Then that has to be abandoned. That's a bad yeah, We yeah, lost yeah. a few. You know, uh, yeah. We buried them the with their roller skates. Yeah, right, exactly. And it's an underground frail road. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. He's, he's so delicate. He's very delicate. He's very delicate. And he under there, he also has a fucking billiard hall. Right, there's a gallery, there is um, cool. a library, and there's an observatory with a glass ceiling. So the glass ceiling is like in the fucking grass of where you're walking around outside. Don't walk in the glass. And also some of the tunnels have glass ceilings so it doesn't get like too gloomy. What? So there's just like, you can be walking around the grounds and then see glass and it's to, it's to illuminate his underground <laughs> lair. Mommy, there's a vampire looking yeah, at my exactly. dress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, totally. This is very normal stuff. Yeah, that he's is a ghost. Very cool. It's really insane. It's like I mean, yeah, the Batcave has glass ceilings. It's nuts, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it also has the opposite of whatever Batman is under it. So then, all of those rooms down there ordered painted pink. Every, everything underground too. I mean, pink must have been just selling out everywhere in England. What the fuck is going on, right? Dude, a vision is being executed. Yes. Yeah, yes. and... Um, it's not and, a good one, but it's being no, executed. It's, it's and everything is like installed with like gaslighting, right? Yeah, so I was gonna there's, ask. There's, yeah, 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 gaslighting yeah. underneath all there. Gaslighting. And this goes on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was gaslighting him? Hey. And he did this for all of this is like 25 years, like all of this work. And... He, he's just getting old, right? And, he died and now of vitamin D deficiency. Well, no, I mean he's got the the you know oh, that's right. the lights <laughs> and everything. He's eating fish. <laughs> and uh, well, he's everything that he is living in is the underground. So then all of the top starts to fall into disrepair. Well, John, to him, the underground is above ground. 
Yes, yes. Where he is. It is. Uh, I mean, it's just like, amazing, this guy just being like, I'm... I'm going to do everything I can to get just as far away from people, like, even if it means bur burrowing into the fucking earth, you know? Like, the whole time he's in these five rooms being like, this is bullshit, I can't even enjoy my own castle, you know? Yeah. I'll build one underneath. <laughs> I'll, build, I'll, build, I'll build an underground castle. Too high up. What if I was lower? Lower? And so... Lower. He's like, you know, there's rumor now that he's disfigured and insane, but like, most accounts... Or that he seems pretty fucking normal when people actually deal with him, you know? So now he's dealing with people? Or... Uh, I mean, as far as, like, people that are allowed to deal with him. Because don't forget, he's got to, you know, talk to maybe, like, one or two more people on the whole underground expansion and stuff. He's doing some ambitious things, right? Yeah. Probably bump into someone on the tunnel. You're like, what are you doing down here? Oh, yeah, and oh, me. then, um... He, but he would order uh, chicken roasted at all or all hours of the night and delivered in heated carts through mm. his underground tunnel system to him. Very well, nice. good thing he's got that kitchen. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, he dies in 1879. He's 79 years of age. What does he? And he's in London because the house just became uninhabitable. Uh, so he just took his tunnel to London. Uh, yeah, well, he's... He, tunnel to the train <laughs> car. He yeah, had, you know, the, the whole uh, apparatus there that he was still... But he... He didn't have an heir, so he was just buried like in a simple, you know, grave, no pomp, no ceremony, and <laughs> there's no heirs. So was there a fortune still, or well, the estate is a fortune. Yeah, it's worth and something. that falls to a cousin named William. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna guess. And, and then part of the Welbeck Abbey, the whole estate, just became. A museum to yeah. like the insanity of this guy. Wow. Now, is it still there? Yes. Oh, I gotta see pictures. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really a. It's like the you know the Winchester House. It's yeah. a monument to just insanity. A maniac with too much money and just just too much money. Yeah, there's <laughs> too much money yeah. here. <laughs> what do I do with Can't this? Can't house. She's too old. <laughs> Too old. <laughs> I have a room full of money. I gotta move it somewhere. Did he leave any writing or anything that gave away any motivation? Uh, no. It's still not really known to this day if the whole thing was really born out of him being jilted by this this one opera singer. Or... It's, it's it's really interesting to know that uh, uh, sad weak men have existed throughout history. Oh yeah. He's an incel <laughs> so, that was in a cell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really, he, every, people have been babies for this yeah. long. Incel, he was such incel. He, he was such a. That's fucking, his memoir. Yeah. <laughs> incel in a cell. Yeah, somewhere there's a male incel. Yeah. Incel <laughs> through the mail. <laughs> the William story. <laughs> so dumb. It's very, very insane, isn't it? But yeah. also amazing. I love it. I want to see pictures. I mean, what the yeah. fuck? What's he doing with his days, man? Everything's pink, underground, uh, probably, you know, parquet floors, because you got a roller skate. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you, and look, you just, one day, nice. you go, you know what? No furniture. I don't uh, need it. What? Well, if people sit down, then they stay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how about, where am I going to put my roller skates on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you put roller skates? got to lay on the ground. Huh? You know what I mean? I yeah, mean, you got to sit on something to put roller skates on. Now we have video games for this sort of thing. Where you you right. like he was, he was Minecrafting. Yeah, he was Minecrafting. It's, it's just this is this is another guy that is 
born 1796, same sort of time, Shropshire. Shropshire. And this, 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 now we're moving on. This from is William. John John Mitten and um, well, he, William John Mitten. Uh, no, oh, no, okay. not William. Okay, just okay. John Mitten, and uh, he went. Uh, he had a, a lineage of of squires. That was his family went going back like 500 years, and they <laughs> not one of them could get past squire. <laughs> I guess that was uh, the the deal. Yeah, but they had all these. Um, you know, uh, uh, rents and, you know, farms and mm. people that paid them. They were like, you know, a lord-type oh, yeah, family. Yeah. And at two years of age, this guy's father dies at age 30. And he's left with this estate, which is worth, back then, 60,000 pounds, oh. which is about 5 million, you know, uh, I mean, probably even more now. I think that was like 2006 estimates. It was, it yeah. was 5 million. And an income of 10,000 pounds a year. Per so, annum. Yes. So he is insanely wealthy. And for a baby, clearly, yeah. clearly <laughs> insanely spoiled. He is uh, sent to Westminster uh, for school, and he is expelled mm. after one year for fighting the teacher. No. And uh, yeah, uh, then he's sent to this uh, school, Harrow, and uh, he was expelled three different times. Uh, and then he just had private tutors. At uh, the home grounds at the Halstead Hall, and they, they have like a one-acre kitchen. <laughs> they <laughs> were terrorized by him in all kinds of. One time, he 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 fucking left a, a, a horse in one of their rooms. That's, How do you do well, that? Animal Does House he have did super that. strength. Yeah, he brought. He got a horse in there somehow. It's a good guy. Was he in the mob? Uh, I don't know, but no, I think it was it was alive, right? He goes to Cambridge uh, for for you know uh, higher education. He brings two thousand bottles of wine with him. For studying, and did you pack any clothes? Two thousand bottles, two thousand bottles of wine is like <laughs> probably fill up this room. Oh yeah, half oh, yeah. this room. He brought this that, that, is, that came to him uh, to know, college. Fifteen by ten. He did not get a campus. degree. Yeah. <laughs> he did not. He did not uh, get a degree. Really? Not even in winery? And then he left Some for RDA? this thing that old British brats and, and aristocracy people of the the elder year used to get called the Grand Tour. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. Yes, yes. You familiar with this? Yeah, you they would, go around... You go around Europe. It's, yeah, they're, Mor off. they're Mormons. Yeah, you kind of have a chaperone sometimes, and he comes back, and he's he's got a you know military service kind of expected of him, but it's now the post-Napoleon shit, and he goes to occupied France, and he's just kind of gambling and drinking like a psycho, and he tries to kind of get higher rank. He gets like leveled up in the military because it's all bullshit and mm -hmm. who you are and how you were born and shit, but he's like actually kind of like the only time showing like a real. Uh, you know, uh, kind of initiative to, to gain higher rank, but he doesn't because he's obviously a psycho. Now, he's around 21, and he's getting ready to get his full inheritance, so he returns home, and he starts working as a squire, and he marries a girl. Uh, she dies, like, two years later. Mm. In 1821, he marries again. Uh, by 1930, she flees him because he's a fucking psychopath. In what way is he psychopath? Abusive? We're going to get right into oh, it. Oh, dive hey. right in. Okay, great. But in 1819, while he was still married to the first wife, he decided to run as a Tory MP, much like... William. Yes. Mm. Of the Williams. <laughs> so he just went around offering voters 10-pound notes. Yes. Which was like... Great. Always a good throwing move. Throwing out hundreds of dollars to one person. 10-pound notes. To the point that he spent... 
10,000 pounds in that time's money. See, now today we give them money. They used to, you know, back then, you know, they used to buy our Bernie books. should donate to me. That would be uh, about like 800, 900,000 pounds today. Pounds, <sighs> not dollars. Sweet. Um, so he becomes the MP for Shrewsbury, right? And he, uh, he took his seat and he heard about 30 minutes of debate and quit. <laughs> this sucks. What a waste of money. And he was also like kind of hard of hearing, so he was like, I don't know, uh, what am I doing here? When's the wine coming? <laughs> and he, so he quit, and um, he became mayor of like a town in like the region, high sheriff of two other districts, just high sheriff. these nominal titles that, you know, you would get. And, you know, um, he, you know, he's got some... Some ability. He has. He's got kind of an eye for horses. Again, he has a horse win win a race. It's and, always a horse. But he's like really into just doing things, and he's into gambling. And so on a bet, he takes he rides a horse into the Bedford Hotel, and he takes it all the way up the grand staircase, and down he goes to the balcony where down below there's the entire dining room of the Bedford Hotel, and then he takes the horse back and he jumps over all of them, and then through the window of the Bedford Hotel and onto like the landing outside. Oh my god. He just does that on a bet, right? I bet you won't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet I could yeah, I bet I could run a horse through there. And he's uh <laughs> he has two hundred two thousand dogs. Well, one for every wine bottle. He's got two two thousand dogs, yeah. right? Every conceivable. <laughs> <laughs> he's got two thousand dogs, and he's he's into hunting foxes. And when the fox hunt would get really exciting, it doesn't matter if it was the dead of winter. He would strip naked and run with the dogs and mm, shit. Yes, I like love that. I like that a lot. Yes. Yeah, and then he would also get down with the dogs on the ground and fight them, biting them. Teaching them how to fight better. I don't like that as much. No, it's uh, but also but, other dogs were favored out of the two thousand, mm, and course. they would wear uniforms and be fed steak. So, so he would take his clothes off, but then he would clothe dogs. The dogs would have specially made uniforms <laughs> that, they, that they would wear and be fed steak because they were the preferred dogs. It's it's, it's time for tea and milk boats. Sergeant Spot. 2,000 dogs. Now, he had a 1,000 hats. <laughs> now he had a 1,000. He's a man of many hats. Yeah, and he, he, All right, one dog gets a hat, one yeah. dog Seven, 700 uh, hunting boots, 3,000 shirts. Um, hmm. And then he would do it, things where one, he... One, for 10 years, he, you don't even worry about He would be like, he was riding somewhere with somebody, and, you know, they have the horse-drawn carriages, and he says to the guy, he's like, he's like, have you ever been in a carriage that crashed? <laughs> and the guy's like, no. And he goes, he's like, oh, my God. You I, I you, bet you I could. You haven't yeah. lived. And then he, I bet you will. He makes, he makes the horses speed up to they, until they crash. <laughs> That's all it takes. You just gotta make him go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At and some time, point, at some point, they just. And one horse is at a max. He speed. did a thing where he was like, he made <laughs> he made a, a a horse and carriage run so that like uh, the whole the the wheel would hit a rabbit hole. And because he wanted to see if it would make the carriage spin out and explode, or you know, yeah, yeah. Explode. explode, yeah, yeah. and it did. Exploding it did. Heart. It, it, it exploded. Well, it, it rolled Catch and then fire. It, and... These things weren't very well put together. You know yeah. what I mean? But there was no combustibles. There was no combustibles, but landing, it shattered. Landing, yeah. it shattered. Yes, and. Uh, so then one time he has another idea about the carriages, which is, can it jump a toll gate? Oh, good question. <laughs> so he sees a toll gate up ahead and just 
gets the fucking march going, gets the horses to jump, and of course the carriage just goes <laughs> everywhere. You know? Uh, a total, total, total cycle. And he's wearing a seatbelt this whole time. Right? Uh, yeah. Um, so maybe his most famous incident is he is going to a dinner party and he comes in on the back of a trained bear. Oh, God. <laughs> right? Was the bear wearing clothes? It, the bear was, was not. Was the bear a sergeant? <laughs> it, it was not. It was and not. Was it doing cocaine? <laughs> I don't know. But he comes in on the back of the trained bear, and everybody's like, ah, you know. And uh, ah. it's, it's like a dinner party. I know the bear's like mad cool, you know, and everybody's just kind of like, okay. And then he's like, all right, well, this is boring. So he sticks The bear's it, mad cool. The bear's mad cool. It's a tra- Damn, that train, chill. trained bear with a man on its back. It's being mad cool for, for a bear. A bear yeah. Eating soup with the right spoon. So then he digs, he digs the spurs into the, the bear's back, at which, so cool. at which point it bites his leg and throws him off and then attacks a serpent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to deliver the food. <laughs> I told you were mad. Cool. I thought you were cool. <laughs> Being a real bitch. <laughs> Your training is going out the window. <laughs> a couple of smiles and everything. Safe word. You forget everything. Safe word. Red. Red. <laughs> Remember your training. <laughs> So yeah, uh, so one time he makes his horse drink a bottle of wine. The trainer runs. (laughs) What? He makes his horse drink a bottle of wine. The horse dies. Oh, what? Yeah. You ever have a carriage driven by a drunk horse? He can't drink a bottle of wine. Yeah, but he's also got like hundreds of horses, so he can care less. I can drink a bottle of wine. It's a bit odd. It's a bit odd, but you know, you're no horse. I I mean that in a positive way. Thank you. Look. Um. So his debt is spiraling because he lives like a total psychopath. Yeah, he's right. got 3,000 shirts. He's you know, losing right. bears left and right. He's paying $800,000 for a, a boat. And he knows, you know, he's had his wife flee, and he has a woman live with him for 500 bucks uh, uh, a year. He has his wife flee? <laughs> yeah. From chili pepper? Well, she's, 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 she bounces, and then this woman lives with him. And then, you know, the guy is, like, helping him out with his estate. They're like, listen, mate, if you can just get your spending down to, like, 6000 This is like Johnny Depp. You know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to France. And so he goes over there. Fair. And then over there, he, uh, she comes with him, the companion, for 500 quid a year or whatever. Maybe 500 francs then. And, um, and then he gets really sick. And, and <laughs> it was the, the French wine. And he comes back, and uh, two years later, in 1833, so keep in mind, he's born in 1796. He's pretty good. He's like 37, yeah. whatever, 30, 36, whatever. Made most of it. And, um, and he goes to debtor's prison. <laughs> How many hats did he Australia? have? Australia? Yeah, he goes to debtor's prison, and he dies in 34. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Isn't that absolute madness? Dude, that... He lived more life than we have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I've never ridden an untrained bear. Or even a trained bear. A trained bear. No. Well, have, somebody was pointing I'm out not a dog. that this no. guy was like, you know, Teddy Roosevelt without the war. They yeah, were like, yeah, he was yeah. such a maniac, right. he would have, might have been actually very well suited to wartime. But it was right. just after Napoleon, so like he didn't... Ah, uh, yes. Get to be kind of as usefully crazy as he might have been. A structure. A war hero without a war, right. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, they've got those paintings, like those fake those uh, fake paintings of, like, George Washington on a T-Rex or yes, Teddy yes, Roosevelt yes. on a bear, yeah. you know, leading a charge. But oh, this no, guy actually totally, did. Yeah, no, it's yes, totally did. the deal. He's just doing it in peacetime right. for at, fun. At a dinner. 
Yeah, to freak out the squares. That would be a good painting, Teddy Roosevelt on a bear in, yeah. at a dinner. Yeah. That would be nice. This guy did it. He did it. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I'm he thinking got about like, by the bear. The people around him, in only 30 years, so every year somebody be like, hey, did you hear what... Uh, What's he up to? Oh, he's on the he was on a bear last year. Yeah. What's he, what, wait, what's he up to now? Oh, he's in France. Oh, he's in Debtors Plan. Every, also, every also, year. I mean, who's more interesting to hang out with than that guy? Oh yeah, really? Not you a know, total maniac. But yeah, he's not your average squire. He's no. not. Yeah, I mean, everybody I'm sure wishes they could hang out with the the they call him the Prince of Silence, the the one with the the hideaway. The, uh, the, yeah, the Prince of Silence. They call him the Prince of Silence. And what do they call this asshole? Mad Jack. <laughs> Mad yes. Jack. No. Gentleman Jack. No, no, no. no. And you remember we had the other British Mad Jack, the one uh, with the bagpipes ah, and all that. And the broadsword. He is another Mad Jack. But this Mad Jack is is actually maybe even more famous for just being mad. a rich psycho. But I mean, God, there's there's so many of these people from this time period. Yeah, oh, the Victorian era is a, it's yeah. a goddamn it's fucking mess. It's rife. It's rife with psychos and yeah. and the idea that they were all protected, that they they were able to get away with this. Yeah. It's absolutely I mean, mad. Like, who in their family was not like, put this child down? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't get he away beat up the, the, the schoolmaster or whatever, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, didn't totally get away with it. Went, no, to, he died? went to debtor's prison. He got bit by a bear. He did oh, go wait, to no, debtor's prison. Servant. Yeah, once the money ran out, that yeah. was... Ah, then the luck runs out. And then yeah. we how it works. It's very funny. It's it's insane, yeah. And 6000 a a year was still, like... Like, there's still money coming in. Yeah. People are still paying you rent from... Before you even owned any of this shit. Like, you just have all this stuff coming to you. And it's not enough. And you're just like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to just totally de like devastate all of it. Fuck it, I'm bored. Yeah, I'm he, extremely he, yeah. bored. He wasn't inspired by 500 years of squiring. Uh, yeah, I guess not. Or 30 minutes of being a member of the parliament. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, not exciting. Even the delicate health guy was in there for two years. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't leave the house. <laughs> You know what I mean? Of commons or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this guy was just like, ah, I can't really hear what they're saying. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> this is boring. And he would drink. How long has it been? A year? So he would drink. Mad Jack would drink eight bottles of port a day. Oh, that probably didn't help things. And then a healthy helping of brandy. <laughs> There's no healthy helping. No, well, no, no. Not if you're dying in 34 <laughs> and you're born in fucking 96. Jesus. Yeah, a lot. So like eight a, bottles of eight bottles port. Of port. Port is the heaviest wine. It's, it's a wine, right? Yeah. It's that's what the horse drank to. Oh no wonder it died. Yeah. Horses eight, can't handle eight bottles of the heaviest, richest wine you can get, mm -hmm. and then brandy, which is just like another level up. Yeah, he's a healthy man. He had a sweet tooth. He did have a sweet tooth. He must have. Uh, uh, did he have gout or something? He had a bear's tooth in his leg yeah, yeah. too. <laughs> sweet bear's tooth. I mean, uh, I, I, I imagine being married to this psycho and like yeah, <laughs> no, eight, eight no bottles of port a day. Fuck like you, an you, animal. You don't remember most of these events, right? For sure. Right, and I, I mean, you probably 
build up a tolerance pretty quick. Yeah, to, yeah. I horse. guess, yeah. I mean, but if you're jumping through the window of the Bedford Hotel, you got to do something to get through. Horse. Yeah, to, not, it, to shake off a bear bite. Yeah, yeah. Or, or all these carriages. If you're drunk in, in these it. carriages, going then... for the servant next. Ah. <laughs> Fresh meat. I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> so. This is what I pay you for. <laughs> Fight back, <laughs> you bitch! Bite him, bite him like I bite my dogs. <laughs> not do the it like ones I in do uniform. It. <laughs> of course, <laughs> dogs in uniform. Don't give the horse that. That's my boy. Being, ah. being fed steak, two thousand dogs. And how many did he feed steak? Just the favored ones. Uh, so, so some of the dogs are just lying around in uniform. And that's how you know which ones get the steak, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You know? They're 2,000. Some of them look the same. You can't tell me. Isn't this psycho running with his dogs, dogs naked after foxes? 2,000 dogs? Where do they go? Everywhere. You know how much shit that is? So the, All of the, the, Those the, are... You, he has a kennel, okay? Does he? A kennel. I mean, like it's like having stables. He, sh- he surely has a kennel. He must, I, I, I guess he must. But, but how big is that fucking kennel? No, a kennel is like stables. Like, yeah, 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 I know. But how big is that for two thousand fucking dogs? I don't know. Maybe that's what that big kitchen was for. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Korea. <laughs> hey. No. Also, I didn't just make the dog steak. A thousand horses too. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, how many dogs did uh, that guy from Game of Thrones have? Uh, I don't know. Uh, two. Dirty does. Dirty does. Uh, Dirty does. A dozen. Oh, so. Biker's does. And that, you know, oh. that was a pretty sizable kennel. Oh, oh, weird. Yeah, oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's just no end to what this guy could have, right? He's got 3,000 shirts. And some of them are for dogs. Yeah. <laughs> this is a mine. This is a fucking dog shirt. <laughs> this is, it's got Wait four armholes. <laughs> so then other times on these hunts, Sergeant Stubby, he would, he would apparently, in the, in the, again, in the snow, when, while he's naked chafing after foxes. Drunk on, he's on a six he would have, work. He would have the stable boys put on ice skates <laughs> and go chase down rats that w- might be there or might not. But they, he would he would make the stable boys do this. Would they be on fro- on ice? They would be on ice. Okay. They, yeah. So so <laughs> one guy's got him ice skating. The, the other guy's got him roller skating. Everybody's got horses. It's everybody's a, got. Everyone's eating steak. Everybody's eating steak. I mean, it sounds like a good episode of GI Joe. You skates. <laughs> you strip me naked. You. You're a dog. <laughs> yeah. And then this other, like, shutaway prince is considered, like, a fucking labor leader. Yeah. Just because he's, like, pissing away all his money on people he never looks in the face. What? Like, what? It'd be pretty cool to be those guys, though, you know? I guess. I mean, it must have been. They were doing it. I mean, you got to really like your valet, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a big yeah. part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mad Jack, he was just everywhere with everybody. Yeah, it, it doesn't seems. matter. He he liked to be he liked to mix it up. He did. He did. Uh, he liked William, to stir it up. He probably would have liked to chop it up. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Could you imagine? Oh God! What a nightmare! And you know how many bottles of port he'd go through if he was chopped up? No. Double. Yeah. God. It's. I mean, it's. There's. He'd share it with the bear. <laughs> like this isn't even like like straighten up. Half of the guys I got through that are in this same fucking thing. What's the same fucking thing? Wait, uh, can I I mention uh, one? You you reminded me of the one like the like original dandy is this guy named Bo Brummel, who 
basically created the look of the dandy. Is oh, really? that right? Yeah. And he was Oh, is that from uh is that um the author, what's his name? Uh shit, never mind. Stephen King? Yeah, Stephen King. Okay. Yeah. Oscar Wilde. Yep. Well, I mean, I think he, maybe he got the idea. I don't know. No, 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 no. A nonfiction author uh, oh, okay. that wrote about like that one summer and uh, brief history of nearly everything. Oh yes, um, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think he. I think that I may have heard about this <laughs> he, yeah, guy. Yeah. So basically, this guy like he wasn't rich, but he pretended to be rich so much that people thought he was rich, uh-huh. and he always wore wigs until England. Started taxing hair powder yeah. to pay for a war against France, right. and so then he changed his look to this Roman, uh, Greco-Roman haircut. Yeah. And so here's like he created this look of this guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which became the yeah. look. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hold it up to the camera now. Uh, oh, they can't see that. And uh, but the Victorian era. He was born like 1796, 1780 something. Yeah. Lived uh, until like 74, uh, 1840. Yeah, uh, went into uh, died in prison because uh, he he didn't have any money. Yeah, the debtors' <laughs> prison was was just a place to die back then. But also, how are you getting your money back? Right? Well, that I mean, free we, labor. We do that now in America. Uh, yeah, I guess. We, we charge people to be in prison yeah. when they don't have enough money to pay for court fees. Yeah, yeah. in the state. Yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, I don't really understand. It seems like you could be like, get this guy out there and, you know, get him to get some, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, and it's, I mean, who's the one putting them in prison, right? It's, is it, I mean, who who do they owe money to, right? It's not the government. They owe money to. They definitely, yeah, they definitely owe money to people that right. have to consult some kind of authority that yeah, gets them sent yeah. to debtor's prison, yeah. which is then what, they just become an example, I guess? Is that the whole deal? That's part of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's just also, you know, an act of forest, a place to put someone. Yeah. You know, you could say you tried. I don't know. There's, there's no good reason for it. Yeah. Yeah, we still put people in cages. <laughs> <laughs> kennels. Yeah. We put people in kennels still. Yeah. Actually, he died in an insane asylum, but same idea. Yeah, that's just a... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's a kennel. mental debtor's prison. <laughs> yeah. So do people in debtor's prison just be like, how much are you in for? Yeah. Dude, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I got 2,000 dogs, dude. <laughs> Some of them have shirts. Any of, <laughs> any of them have any money in those shirts? <laughs> I swear if you, if you just look in my dog's closet, I hid away some money. Yeah. I used to ride a bear. He would also just leave doing? actual just money lying around, too. Like, there would just be money lying yeah. around. So sense. people would just kind of grab it to Mad Jack. Cool. Just supremely lax, don't even understand money attitude. Yeah, like makes sense. Towards it. It's um, wonderful. Don't get in a carriage with him. Do we want to? Uh, yeah, keep going. Do we, go, can we take a break for real quick? Absolutely. Okay. So the last one I want to tell you about is Sir George Sitwell. Hmm. Sir George Sitwell. You familiar with Sir George? I don't know yet. He uh, he was born in 1860, and uh, he was uh, kind of famous for being the father of Edith Sitwell, who was uh, pretty perturbed by her eccentric parents. Uh, <laughs> is that right? Yes, and she's famous for being disturbed by. Well, she this was guy. also she was also a, a, a famous uh, British poet. 
Is that right? They were all kind of writers in this in this uh, clan, and uh, he was um, <laughs> Edith Sitwell, clan poet. He was another guy that was the the four year old that inherited all his dad's shit, and oh, there's a lot of that. Um, he. They, they should have been knights. They had lost uh, the main kind of, you know, abbey or whatever. It was called Renishaw Hall. And he was raised in a, another a part. Uh, and when he was, he went to school at Eton and Christchurch in Oxford. Mm-hmm. And when he was 25, he uh, became MP for Scarborough. And a year later, in 1886, he married Lady Ida Dennison, who was just 17. And she ran away from him and returned to her mother after the wedding and was immediately told to go back to him. And then she did, and she would spend the rest of the marriage to this guy just spending all the money and getting a lot of drunk. On well, whiskey and champagne. She made the most of it. She was like, I don't want to be here, so mentally I won't. Almost yeah. constantly violent fighting with the children and him, too. And oh, wait, wait, who was fighting who? She, the she, mother she with, was with fighting him who? and the rest of the crew. Yeah, she was yeah. not into it and was you know made to do it. So, um... Not that that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Any of it. None yeah. of it is. He, uh, Sir George, would go on to lose his parliamentary seat twice, and after the second time, he just left politics and went into more of his weird stuff. Ah, uh, the weird stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think I'm going to do the weird stuff. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> first he goes into his uh, family uh, history, right? Um, and when, when he goes into not his own family's history, he's writing about the history of... The most insane things. He wrote the history of the fork. Okay? That sounds interesting. Um, well, it was originally... It was a spoon that was faulty. And then... It uh, went from spoon to spoke to fuck. Yeah, it was a faulty spoon that the was... The end. <laughs> we could use this for something, couldn't we? It's like two knives, but smaller. <laughs> Acorns as an article of the medieval diet. Yes, well, it was... And he, he writes about that, and then uh, much more, you know, uh, <laughs> tasted with, like with, shit. With a lot, with a lot more authority, he writes the errors of modern parents. Um, <laughs> My wife, and he, but he didn't want to get too into writing because he believed writing novels uh, brought your health down. Very smart. And uh, he's so insane about health that <laughs> writing novels brought your health. Down. Yeah, he. Um, he he would keep this like huge box of medicine with him, a huge suitcase full of medicine. Medicine. But he, but yeah, he yeah. would have Leeches. he would have them all mislabeled in case other people wanted to use them for himself. Like for, oh, the, for what an asshole. Yeah, it was really. No, those are leeches. Those are. Those are texts. He had Edith wear an iron back brace uh, for 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 posture, and then a uh, a truss on her nose to actually shape her profile. So she was. Pretty uh, abused, not just by the alcoholic mother, but also him with his eccentricity about wait, wait, uh, uh, how she should look. With the uh, the truss was that like an appendage on her nose? Yeah, to kind of to shape how her, the, her profile. Did it yeah, work? To fix her look. fucked up hook nose. Uh, <laughs> did, did it work, or were they like, yeah, your profile sucks because there's an appendage on it? I mean, it worked if you want to make great poetry. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My life as, um, as nasal trust. So he, but he's, he's able to kind of, uh, you know, bring the fortune that his father lost back and retain, you know. Uh, well, he invented plastic rhinoplasty. Yeah, yeah. He gets he gets the Renishaw Hall back, and then he's like, I'm all about returning it to its former glory, and you know, again, the renovations. 
of, you know... <laughs> a spark in every room. <laughs> yeah. Acorns in every cupboard. Do you yeah. know the history of that? Yeah. <laughs> Have you read my book? <laughs> but he just does the whole place out Italian style. Hell. Because he's obsessed yes. with Italian shit. They always are, the English... Adam Nuts, that's not all. I feel like but there's I more know of a Francophile I, the, thing, right? Well, with the Brits, like, yeah, I mean, I suppose. Uh, I mean, they were uh, conquered by Rome briefly, right? They were, and, you know, uh, the Renaissance has an air of sophistication yeah, yes, to it. Yes. And perhaps, hmm. perhaps there was still animosity between the Brits and France, that right. being a Francophile was. Uh, I think the word is poo pooed. Oh right, yeah. I always like when people, smart people, say poo pooed. Yes. yes. What? Yes. Are you yeah. saying poo pooed? It as was a ver- shitted. You're saying shat on. Man. Are you saying that poop? And I not just shat upon. No, no, no. Poo pooed. Yes. Mm, it was yes. really poo pooed. It was delicate. Yeah. Um. And mm. he would he would go uh to these kind of long uh trips over there and you would stay in like a more rustic side of Italy and get into kind of like the underappreciated artwork not like the big spender stuff of course not the mainstream stuff the real underground punk stuff he would deck it out with the the, the castle with that but he had an eye for it so he knew what he was doing so later on it would come to be worth tons and tons of money wow like in the castle where you in a traditional English castle you would usually have fox heads and all this type of shit he just had Italian artwork fox legs and um, Italian way of gardening that was all done on the grounds too. Huge Italian gardens. He was he was into that, and he wrote a book about it. That was even that was even successful. The book about Italian gardening, that he wrote. Um, wow. And uh, Wait, I, what's honestly? I, what's the difference? I don't know. I mean, English. It's just uh, potatoes stolen from Ireland. Oh right, yeah. It's well, just, I think they mean gardening in terms of like shrubberies. No, oh, oh, not, not food. Not food. Yeah, okay, not yes, horticulture. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I mean, as much as they could, I'm sure they did. Yes, but you I know. think I think when he says gardening, I think they mean yes, the the, uh, the big gardens. Yes, the, the, garden, the, the gardens, the gardens, ornamental gardens. Yes, yes. 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 Yeah. Um, and then again, uh, I don't. Do you, Aaron? You're smart. Thanks. What's the difference? Between English and uh, Italian. Oh man, I'm, we're gonna have to. Have, well, you're gonna All right, we're gonna have to do a Patreon on this one. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably uh, Italians do it better. Yeah, yeah. I'm Shout out to sense. Johnny Jewel and the Chromatics. Italians do it better <laughs> um, on tour right now. He um, he would he would do some some stuff that was uh, truly bizarre because of the gardening. Um, he came to find the wasp as an enemy as a gardener. Yeah, I mean, to the point that he invented a tiny pistol to shoot wasps with, <laughs> like an Ant-Man gun. Yeah, yeah. Shout out uh, in- <laughs> Infinity. Yeah, yeah Endgame. It's still in theaters. It's still in theaters. See in IMAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that what that was? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we saw it. We, 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 That's why it was so good. Yeah, it was. Uh, he also invented uh, what they called the Sitwell egg. Um, which was a butt plug <laughs> for your wife's posture. The, the, the yolk would be smoked meat, right? And the egg white would be uh, just white rice. And nobody cared about that at all. <laughs> it sounds delicious. It kind of sounds great, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I might have had something like that at one point. Yeah, it didn't catch on, but in it, on paper, really quite nice sounding. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And. Um, so while while they're at the hall, like, and he's taking like he's really going deeper into the eccentricities with these inventions, and he has sign at the front, the gate of the hall that read. And this is one of the boldest things I've ever seen somebody write. 
I must ask anyone entering the house never to contradict me in any way. <laughs> as <laughs> as it interferes with the functioning of the gastric juices mm-hmm. and prevents my sleeping at night. Because yeah, he's up all night thinking about it. Makes sense. Yeah. He can't shit uh, if he's it, worried. I mean, if you are saying I'm wrong, that's just not going to work for my stomach mm-hmm. or my slumber. You had butterflies. Don't fuck with my sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm delicate. I'm at bubble guts all night thinking about how, that time you talk shit to me in my own house. Yeah, uh, yeah. You came yeah. here. You talked to me. To me. To me. In my house. In my yeah. House? And you said there's no way I'm going to be able to shoot a wasp with a tiny gun? I'll show you. Yeah. Why, a ti- why not a bigger gun? Why a tiny How gun? How are you going to hit it? That is the most ridiculous. Use a tennis racket. Use a tennis racket like a civilized gun. caveman. Can use, you imagine? I use this when I get a good night's rest. Yeah. Is it for the wasp to shoot? Yeah, that's right. It's for, you, you bring no, it's to shoot wasps. Yeah. You, you, you get one wasp in, and you bring him onto your side, and then he shoots the other wasps. I call it a B shooter. <laughs> Dude. Nice. 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 Um, he had a son, Osbert, as well. Osbert? Osbert. That's two nice. names in one. Um, he had he had a, a total um, nervous breakdown. <laughs> According to Osbert, uh, George Sitwell had a total nervous breakdown in 1901. Yeah, he, he told him that he contradicted him. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, well, yeah. no, I mean, uh, Lady Ida, who is always drunk and fighting, I mean, uh-huh. the, the epitome of contradiction. Put her in the garden. Uh, she uh, became... Is that uh, like the pinnacle of perversion? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, she became involved with the scandal because of uh, her massive debt and uh, constant drinking. Mm. And so... She basically spent herself into jail. Oh, again. Is that right? again. Yeah, herself. Have, oh, very nice. Yeah, uh, not she, him. No, she, she had uh, her own credit report and all that. That was, well, he would just give her tons and tons and tons of money, and then he was like kind of doing his own thing. But and then what happened? Uh, well, she had some secret kind of loans going uh, on and stuff, and um, so he. He kind of fell apart, then he becomes uh, a recluse, and he goes to a castle in Tuscany. Oh, that's tough. 1909, oh. and mm. uh, just his valet. Only the valet comes, once again. It's just him and the valet. These valets, they really needed to write. These valets probably give good head. Yeah. yeah. Valet um, is French for good head. Is that right? Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Val, he, he he barely spoke to anybody, according to Edith, his daughter. Um, and uh, 1915, she was t- uh, Lady Sitwell was taken to court over another financial scandal, and was sentenced to three months uh, for fraud. Mm. And she was never the same. Uh, and she kind of fell in like with just a, a thief crowd. Oh, cool! And she, they said she still had this air of the the old beauty that she had, uh. but this this cloud of of uh, darkness over it. Mm. She would waltz in, distract them while mm. they committed the crime. She uh, she died in thirty seven, and um, Sir George's valet said, "At least Sir George will know where her ladyship spends her afternoon." <laughs> in, the, your... in the garden. <laughs> yeah. With her body. She's not out hooring, <laughs> giving Sitwell the gastric troubles. Yes. Can't steal now. Um, so, yeah, then he went on to just go to Switzerland and he died in 43, George Sitwell. And um, his son Osbert wrote five volumes of an autobi- of a biography of his father. 
five volumes. Um, <sighs> Tales my father taught me is 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 the whole thing, Ooh. and it's uh, the first four volumes about acorns. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. Um, so here's the thing about acorns. And they don't grow Italy. <laughs> he said this about his father, which is something that maybe you guys can help me understand the meaning of that I think is interesting. Um, he was he said of, of George Sitwell, he was adept at taking hold of the wrong end of a thousand sticks, yet when by chance he sees the right end, his grasp of it was remarkable because the intellectual power and application, as well as the learning which he brought to his task. It just sounds like he he had a lot of bad ideas, but he, he you know. But if he did one, he it's did, like that he, guy he did who, it really who, who well, talks to I every guess. woman he sees, and he's like, well, you know, sometimes it works. Oh, right. You're like, yeah, you're just a creep. It's so, so scary to think about just that being that. Yeah, he that just went through kid. a lot of. Yeah. Imagine, because that's. I mean, he did a lot of work, you know, when you write a. You know, a 500-page book on acorns, a 600-page... As a medieval diet. As part yeah. of a medieval diet. Yeah. A staple, if you staple. will. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a wasp shooting gun. Yes. It's, it's, it's still practice. Right. For something. Those were the right. ones that worked. You know, all of right. the ideas that didn't work, we don't know when about. It, yeah, well, you the, know, do you want to know how that sausage is made, right? right? Yeah, and I guess, I guess maybe part of it, of what he's saying at the, the gate of the house and the sign is... is I'm going somewhere, so don't please don't fuck with me. Yeah, because I'm gonna. I know that a lot of it's fucked up. I'm finding that out every minute of the day. <laughs> and I also, it's so like please don't remind me. There maybe. are no bad ideas, type of thing. This is a safe space. Yes, this is a, that's what they well, want. Well, yeah, I mean, space. yeah, I guess, yeah. All these guys, yeah. If I have to dig a fucking underground tunnel of a safe space, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, fucking yeah. Do I'll, it. I'll paint this place fucking pink. Yeah, dude. Don't test me. I'll go straight to Tuscany with my ballet. I'll roller I'll skate there. I'll fucking roller skate yeah. or ice skate. I don't I'll make know. you roller skate. Winter, summer, spring, fall. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Fuck. Skating. Yes, Victor- seclusion. Victorian eccentricities. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a surprisingly. Rich. Uh, it, well, for me, I, I, it's surprisingly underutilized by us. Yes, it is. It is. It, it is. It is well, quite rich. Well, I mean, gentleman Jack. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, on this show. Oh, I'm sorry. On the show. Well, I, I am working on um, something about shit. Is that right? Yes. The crapper. Oh yes. The crapper keeper. Yes. Uh, gentleman Jack series on uh, Showtime. Yeah, it's coming, coming out. out. Yeah. I think that. Uh, we did it first. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Uh, again, Avengers Endgame in theaters now. <laughs> See it in IMAX or real 3D uh, or 4D at your uh, uh, for the Chinese theater. The Chinese theater. Yeah. The theaters, Chinese. Uh, highest reviewed um, tomatoes. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 really um, it reeks of America, doesn't it? Like in a lot of ways, like just like the class disparity and the way you can get away with being such a fucking asshole yeah, with so and like much the, money. Yeah, like the fake uh-huh. prudism. Or America reeks of that, obviously. That's yeah. the, the well, that's not the first place it happened, but right. you know. Well, like, I, I've been I've been reading a lot about quacks lately, and some one thing that they point out is that uh, even rich intellectual people and famous famous intellectual people get caught up in quackery. Anti-vaxxers. Be, 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 because they've, because of their stature, yeah. they believe they're immune to quackery mm-hmm. and they believe in themselves. You know, Steve Jobs not getting traditional cancer treatment until yeah. it was too late because he was, he considered himself a genius. Yeah. Eugene yeah. Debs, the great socialist, the, the last great socialist, the, the guy who in jail got like 5% of the vote for president. 
Yeah. He died in a quack symposium where they tried to like wean him off all kinds of real food and just treat like treat him like an insane like like a quack he, he died in a quack symposium. Yeah. It, it, but he was a brilliant Genius order sanitarium, and, and, and a sanitarium, yeah. Yeah, symposium of quacks yeah. is like a we're here, we're all quacks. Well, we're all here talking yeah. about quackery. It kind of yeah. seemed like that, but but yeah, that you know. So when these these guys have this money and 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 they're they're basically shielded from their problems because of it. It allows them just to go deeper and deeper and yes. deeper into these. Well, there's also that thing lined... too, where you know the the, the rich get to uh, you know uh, believe they're sort of chosen, and therefore uh-huh. they're more spiritual, and mm-hmm. and therefore they have better instincts, and therefore they can be like, well, everybody says this guy doesn't have something, but I just really feel like he does. Like I've talked to him, and I get it. And right. It's like, then the more famous people you have backing you up, the more you can get away with being the biggest quack in the world. You know. Yeah. Right. And they do things like, oh, I'm rich because I've earned it. Then I will get rid of the estate tax, and my kids will become these shitty rich kids who didn't earn it, but but they will believe they've earned it. Yeah. You know, it's this dumb, weird, self-fulfilling garbage. Yeah. Yeah. If you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Yeah. Right. Uh, Because uh, I wasn't born rich, and statistically, it's way easier. Fuck. Oh. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's really crazy. There's, there's, I really didn't run out of people just from this era. Yeah, yeah. That were completely, shockingly... Bafflingly insane. Yeah, a lot of um, this is where the serial killer was basically born. Yeah, was yeah, I guess. Victorian England and uh, a, a lot of female murderers in this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also no shortage of female eccentrics too. I, well, I, no, I, absolutely. I, I, I was going to get to that. It I was like not three, just crazy murderers, the, but the, actual like just normal. The Countess of Bathory. I guess she is. She is like the female Dracula. Yeah, she. Bathed in virgin blood and all that. There was also um, the chocolate cream pie killer. Hello, uh, mm-hmm. isn't that a porno? That's exactly that. Exactly right. <laughs> very good. Yeah, this woman was poisoning people with chocolates and shit. Oh hell yeah! Um, all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, Stephen Fry has a great uh, Audible original on the Victorian era. I recommend it to both of you fellas mm-hmm. and anybody listening. Yeah. Uh, I took a lot of notes on that one. But uh, I never ran across the the people that you just did, so I'm very very happy. I, these were all like brand new to me, and these I just great. happened to come across them, and I was like, one after another, I was like, fuck. My but God. I think he addresses in the in that audible original. I think he does kind of talk about like, you know, what was it about this era that produced so many eccentrics, right? And that, just that kind just of see the, the, that the class disparity, extremely uh, just institutionalized wealth disparity, mm-hmm. and Absolutely no rebellion against it, even though it was so extreme. You got it again here in this country, like in the Gilded Age. Yeah. When there was huge wealth mm-hmm. disparity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it yeah. allowed for people who could just, like, insulate themselves from reality. Yeah, and be and, bored and do crazy things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I, I think I'm getting this right, but one thing, Connections. Uh, connections! Uh, check out our Patreon. I think it's, it's the third Patreon. 11.15 in the PM. <laughs> talk about Connection. Uh, the, the reason for having last the last name... Was so by having a last name, you could then pass your money down. Oh, of course. Uh, yes. So, so I think the Victorian age might have been kind of the moment where that that had hit a peak 
of of over these generations that had finally oh yeah well this, you know this the bubble jackass, almost a bubble of sorts William mm. you know John Ball it's like you know it, it lets you know the whole story in the yeah. name it's like right. you're here you're there you, the whole family tree seventh generation where'd you get wealthy. all your stuff yeah right yeah are you oh you're a Marquess and you're a Duke oh okay right, right. You know, like that whole fucking thing yeah um it's rich a lot more to come. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, I've got at least uh, one more from from the era. Uh, with it, honestly, just kind of doing a light dig too. Mm-hmm. Um, I got uh, I got something about uh, Victorian uh, feces that, that's great. Uh, is coming up. Uh, feces of death. Yes. Wow. Uh, very feces excited of death. to bring very that nice. to you. Um, both of you have got profiles coming up. That's very exciting. Yes. That's exactly right. If you like circus folk, Nazi shit. Yeah. Uh, clairvoyance. Yeah. Etc. Etc. Uh, also, up for you. Uh, shout out to our buddy Rob Douglas is in town. Is hey! that right? Yeah. Hello, Rob. Oh yeah. He's gonna be coming up from San Diego like tomorrow. So. Hit us up on Instagram. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Wait, is he gonna still be here when he hears this? He will not. Uh, All right. I don't think so. Well, Rob, hope you had a great Man, trip. we had such fun with oh, Rob man. Douglas. Yeah. What a nice guy. Drinking Can't believe he killed that dog. <laughs> yeah. He bit him. He, he fought bit, him. He bit, bit that dog. Yeah, the dog was yeah. well-dressed, though. It was yeah. eating steak yeah. with a spork. Acorns. Dogs in uniforms. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? People dress their dogs yeah. up now, dude. Yeah. All I the guess, time, dude. all the but time. Two thousand dogs. No, no, that's all. overkill. Yeah, that's a lot of dogs. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna call it. Uh, we love you guys. Please subscribe to the Patreon. Please get yourself a PP T-shirt. Please get a PP T-shirt and, and don't poo-poo it. And don't poo-poo it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, stay tuned for uh, a lot more great stuff. Uh, especially a lot more of Aaron explains it all and Chopped Up Jukebox. That's and exactly right. We're gonna be doing some more new shit on the pro- Patreon. Uh, just fucking around. So please subscribe. We love you. My name is John Fahey. My name is Aaron Pita. Matt Brousseau. Good night, everybody. Good night. A podcast network.